Hi everyone, my name is Lizna and this is- Ah! Um, I stubbed my toe, but let's try this again, alright? <clears throat> Hi everyone, my name is Lizna and this is the very first episode of my podcast called Brain Splurge. If you happen to stumble across it, then welcome. I hope you enjoy your stay inside of my mind. Starting right off the bat, I want to say that this podcast will not stick to one specific topic or genre. Instead, we'll be covering a multitude of topics throughout the series and even multiple topics in a single episode. But while we're here, I'll go ahead and tell y'all some things about myself. So as I mentioned earlier, my name is Lizna, my pronouns are she, they, and I'm just someone who's trying their best to find her way through life, really. My interests include watching anime, playing video games, dressing up slash cosplay, but they like tie into the same thing, um, a bunch of other things that I can't remember at the moment, but y'all will probably find out as time goes on because they'll be introduced as topics for future episodes. And lastly, sharing almost every single little thought that occurs in my brain. Hence, the silly little podcast was born. Um, I just realized that I sounded like I was stumbling over my words a lot, and you can hear a lot of pauses as I'm talking, and that's because here's the thing. My mouth moves a lot faster than my mind. I'm not even joking. When I was playing the audio back and listening to it, I was sitting there just like <gasps> catching my breath because it, it takes a lot of energy out of me just to say like a full coherent sentence. So I hope you guys can bear with me because I promise it'll get better. Maybe. Let's see. All right. But now that we have our little introductions out the way, let's get the ball rolling and talk some shit, shall we? Now, this topic is something that I had been sitting on for a while, and I finally have the opportunity to speak about it. But do be warned, either you'll be nodding your head in agreement, or fuming with pure anger, or maybe somewhere in between. I don't know. I can't tell you what to feel. Just listen to my words and interpret them however it is you wish. But the topic for this episode, or the first topic, sorry, is going to be Marvel Cinematic Universe or... MCU hot takes, and boy do I have some hot, hot takes. Number one, we'll be starting this conversation by getting a point across that I will forever stick by. Wanda is the most powerful Avenger, and the fact that there are people who disagree with this statement is honestly beyond me. Just because she hasn't fully learned how to properly harness and use her power doesn't take away from how powerful she is. Now I know you're probably saying to yourself, but what is power without experience? And I'm aware that power really doesn't have much without experience. And I might be contradicting my own statement a little bit, but bear with me. It'll make sense as I go along, so sit tight. Okay, first and foremost, let's talk about Avengers Endgame. Now, everybody knows the scene where Wanda's like, You took everything from me. And Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. If there's, like, coincidentally, a casting agent for Marvel listening to this podcast and you need you know like an actor for like an upcoming marvel project or something um please hit me up my email's in my instagram bio thank you uh but where were we right she brings thanos so close to the point of basically like dying that he comes to the conclusion that the only way he can save himself is by putting his own troops in danger and then next let's take a look at wandavision also, spoiler warning for basically the entire series. What was it that Agatha Harkness said about Scarlet Witch? Oh yeah, that her power surpassed even that of the Sorcerer Supreme. Another piece of evidence that I would like to bring to the table 
is the fact that WandaVision was entirely based around the fact that she held an entire town hostage. Now, the fact that she's already done this much and we haven't even seen her full potential as a character says quite a lot. And I'm talking about just the MCU movies, like, like what we have so far in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not about the comics. But if you guys do want an episode in the, about the comics, let your girl know. And also, there's the hearsay that she's set to be the villain for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And it is then we'll be able to truly see just how much her power... Oh my god, just how much power she really has. Oh my god, tonight is not my night, y'all. We are back to your regularly scheduled programming. My mind and mouth have finally caught up. But now let's go slightly off topic and talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I really hope we get to see some moments of Steven mentoring Wanda because he is the most, you know, experienced sorcerer slash, slash Avenger. I mean, he literally is the Sorcerer Supreme. But I really hope that we get to see at least Loki and maybe even Sylvie in Multiverse of Madness. I don't know. It's just the thought of Steven, Wanda, and Loki like, teaming up that just brings me so much joy. Finally, I am, oh my god, I am literally begging Marvel to have Agatha Harkness return. There is just so much more of her character that needs to be explored, and there's so much potential that she has. She needs to mentor Wanda like how she does in the comics. I, I cannot rest if she does not. Now, the next two points that I want to make kind of tie into each other because it does mention misogyny within the Marvel slash MCU fan base, but at the same time, the points are kind of able to stand on their own, hence why I'll be breaking them down into two separate points and elaborating on each one. Okay, so now the next thing that I want to bring up is target audiences for movies. Now, the example that I'll be referring to the most is the Black Widow movie that was released last month. And before I dive into my elaboration, I want to warn my listeners that this will contain spoilers from the Black Widow movie. Okay, so for those who have seen the Black Widow movie know full and well by now that the target audience for this movie was women and teenage girls. Okay, aside from people that I've been keeping up with the MCU storyline, but you get what I mean. And do you guys want to know who has been giving their two cents about the movie? I'll give you a hint. Not women and not girls. I have seen and heard so many men and boys complain about how they didn't understand the movie or Taskmaster was a horrible villain or Taskmaster didn't live up to the hype. And just overall extremely obvious hints as to how the point of the movie kind of just flew over their heads. You don't understand the movie because it wasn't exactly made for you. Now, when I say that if a specific form of media wasn't made for you, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to enjoy or experience said media. You can consume a certain type of media without being the target audience, but then you also have to keep that in mind that whenever there's something that you weren't able to fully grasp or enjoy. That's because, like I said, you are not the target audience. Now, moving on to the Taskmaster and how there's been quite some negative reviews about her character, the most I've heard is that she wasn't a good villain. That's the thing. She's not supposed to be a villain. She's a weapon. She's a victim. Dracov is the real villain. The message behind the movie is how so many young girls are taken and exploited against their will. Dracov himself even says something along the lines of how girls are an abundant resource in the movie. I can't remember what the exact line was, but it was giving that implication. I don't really have any side notes to make for Natasha or Black Widow as a whole other than how much I'm really going to miss seeing Natasha in the MCU. And this is really because I see Natasha as, like, my first female representation in, like, action media. Because I was 11 when Avengers came out in 2012, and that was, like, the first Marvel movie that I'd ever seen. And I even remember watching the trailer, and I was like, 
is that a girl superhero? She's my favorite already. And it kind of showed me that if girls can be superheroes, then girls can be anything. Um, But yeah, I'm really going to miss seeing her in the MCU. So seeing her death in Endgame did hit me hard. I didn't cry or anything, but it did hit me pretty hard. And I remember when I was watching Black Widow, I made sure to like cherish every moment I could because I was like, this is like the like, like the last we're going to get of her. But anyways, I am really excited to see how Yelena is going to develop as a character. And oh my God, I am so freaking hyped for the Hawkeye series. I, I cannot wait. I really cannot wait. Y'all, so far this podcast has just been a hot mess. But I mean... It'll be a very fun and chaotic first episode, so it's fine. It'll get better in the future. I need to stop holding so many things off. Oh my god. Anyways, now the final point that I wanted to address before we bring MCU hot takes to a close is the blatant misogyny within the fan base. Because I feel like it needs to be addressed and called out. And the biggest example that I have seen of this has to be the treatment of the Captain Marvel slash Carol Danvers character. And just the way the fanbase has been treating Brie Larson in general. And if you know me, you know how much I love Captain Marvel. Y'all, I am too gay for her for my own good. And I think I just publicly came out on my podcast. But moving on. And if you know me, you know how much I love Brie Larson. And I will fight tooth and nail for that woman. So it all started when the movie itself was announced. And people just had sticks so far up their asses for some reason. And even now, it's been more than two years since the movie came out. And the Carol hate train has not stopped for some reason. Like, okay, I get if you don't like Captain Marvel as a movie. Because a lot of people didn't like the movie itself. And you don't have to like or enjoy every single MCU movie that comes out. And that's completely fine. But that doesn't mean that you can just go and be a misogynist towards the character. Especially not towards the actor for just literally playing their role. And the comment that I see the most is how Captain Marvel is so cocky and she's arrogant and she's full of herself and whatnot. But here's the thing. Tony Stark was also cocky. Tony Stark was also arrogant. But my God, does that man have a fan base? And I don't want to make it seem like I'm like shitting on or shading Tony Stark or whatever because he has played a significant role in the MCU. I mean, if it wasn't for Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr., this whole MCU wouldn't even be a thing right now. So props to them. But anyways... Another thing that I want to bring up is how the women of the MCU would be sexualized and bringing Natasha back into the conversation. But so many of her promotional posters, oh my god, they would just be straight up ass shots and then explosions in the background. And yes, I am talking about the 2012 Avengers poster. And how so many like shots in the movie, they would be really like focused towards like her chest area, her boobs. They would be focused towards her boobs. I'm an adult. I'm hoping that all my listeners are adults. We can have adult conversations on this podcast, okay? Boobs. But where was I? Like that scene in the Avengers movie where she's tied to a chair, you know, and she has her hair done. She has her little black dress on and she's getting interrogated by all, by all those guys. And she's looking all cute. And then she headbutts one of the dudes. And the way, like, the shot was set up, all you mainly, like, can focus on is just Natasha's boobs in your face. And for me, that's such an uncomfortable sight, especially like looking back on it. I was like, how was a child seeing that in theaters? That that's not exactly okay. So all in all, the TLDR of MCU hot takes was that there really is absolutely no reason to hate on women so much, whether it be a character 
or the actor just because they're women. Give them a chance. Give them the same chance you would give the guys of the MCU. And another reason why I'm saying this is because we're about to have lots of female leads and like a lot of female like characters be like, you know, prominent in the MCU for upcoming projects like Kamala Khan, who's Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop, who's the next Hawkeye. And there's even talks of Shuri becoming the next Black Panther. Um, Monica Rambeau, America Chavez, Ironheart. I think Jane Foster is also going to become the Mighty Thor. In all honesty, I'm just listing this off the top of my head at the moment. But that concludes our segment of MCU Hot Takes. Can I get a round of applause? So, um, I have lavender in my room. And I had to take a moment to just, like, smell it and get my nerves to relax. Because I felt like I was really going in on that last segment. Because I had been sitting on this, like, bubble of thoughts for so long. And being able to just say it out into the world was such an honest relief. And also, it's midnight while I'm filming this episode, so I'm really hoping my family doesn't hear me, you know, just in my room, screaming my head off when I should be in bed. But the lavender gave me a great idea for my next topic of today's episode, and that is talking about my journey with witchcraft. I have been practicing the craft since I was about 19 years old. I'm only 20, by the way, so it's really not that long. But that also means that I'm still at the beginner stage of the craft, and I've just been making sure to you know, take my sweet time with practicing and learning the craft because research never ends and practices have no end to them either. So there really is no need for me to like be in a rush about being like the powerful or the best or whatever. So to be kind of exact, I started practicing witchcraft around mid to late February, early March of this year. And in all honesty, I personally feel really glad that I made the decision to start practicing because I feel like I've improved in some ways. And my perspective of the world and the universe has changed quite a bit. Like, I feel more connected to nature. I feel thankful for Mother Earth because she provides us with so much. She's literally a planet that can grow food and has so many natural resources just there for us. And we humans have damaged her to the point where climate change has become such a serious issue. And so many aspects of the climate change are irreversible by now. And it's something that we and our future generations will most probably have to live with. But um, something else that I personally, keyword personally, love about witchcraft is that it just feels very therapeutic to me. Like when I'm sitting down to do a card reading or working on a spell jar or even just doing further research and reading my books, I like to kind of just take a moment to focus and surround myself with good energy. Um, I really like sound cleansing because I can't always use smoke to cleanse. So sounds really like a good, like, easy way to get that, like, to fix that problem. Or sometimes I'll take my selenite or satin spar and let it be around parts of my space that I feel like need a little extra love and need to be cleansed more. Um, I also do some simple meditation, like taking deep breaths and envisioning a white light surrounding me, which I feel like I probably should have done that before I started off this next segment, but we'll be fine. Um, I need to stop saying, um, I'm sorry. I don't dabble in anything that I don't know about. My spell work is usually almost always just for self-improvement, and it'll most probably stay that way for quite some time. I also have a decent amount of books, and I hope to get more in the future. I love reading. It's really relaxing to me, even though I do have a hard time keeping up with reading sometimes. I have this one book that I've been putting out for almost a year now, so I should probably get back to reading that. But I remember my place. I remember where I left off. But where was I? Right. I'm currently working on my Book of Shadows as well, 
So I need to get back on it because it's currently just been sitting on my desk. They're like, hey, remember me? Am I ever going to be opened again? Um, I surprisingly don't have too much to say about the craft because, like I said, I'm still so new to it. But maybe one day in the future, I can reintroduce it as a topic for a second time on this series. And maybe then I'll be able to, you know, share more of my journey because I'm so excited to see where it takes me. And how my relationship with the, with nature and the universe will strengthen over time. But while we're here, maybe let's take a moment to talk about some crystals. I tend to work with rose quartz and amethyst the most for peace and love. Because, you know, I'm kind of in that whole love and light stage of my practice. And that's fine. It's my journey and no one else's. And I know you guys are going to have a good laugh about this. I mean, you guys are going to have a good laugh about the entire episode. And I do also laugh at myself about this sometimes, but blue sandstone has to be one of my absolute favorite crystals. It sparkles, y'all. It's freaking glittery. And blue sandstone is also a really good crystal for clearing your mind because it rids it of that negativity. So I like to keep blue sandstone with me whenever I'm working so my mind doesn't drift off. And, you know, I can stay focused on my work. Um, Speaking about witchcraft for some time right now, I just remembered that I need to make more sun water because I'm almost out. And I use sun water the most for watering my plants, so it tends to run out pretty quickly. I have a bamboo plant named Loki, and Loki has gone through multiple name changes. And I've had him since, like, my junior year of high school, so, like, around, like, April 2018. And so that's, like, three years, more than three years, actually. And then in June, I got two succulent cacti named Tala from naming him after my childhood comfort character and Aaron naming him after one of the characters from my current favorite anime, Attack on Titan. So the sun water usually goes into ensuring that my children are alive and well. But now I guess I'll take a moment to talk about the tools I use before I close up this segment and head over to bed myself. Um, I have two tarot decks and two oracle decks. Like I mentioned before, I also have some books that I would like to look back on for reference. I also have some ebooks on my phone. I have lots of crystals and a lot of mini jars that I like to keep in this little fishbowl. Also, side note, fish do not belong in tiny bowls, but that is a topic for another day. I have candles. I also recently got a mini cauldron, and it is honestly one of my most favorite things ever. It's so tiny, and I love it. And to wrap things up, I also have a lot of herbs. And no, not those kinds of herbs. But now, I guess it's time that I wrap up my segment of, let's say, my journey with witchcraft part one. And I'm saying part one because I'm certain that there will be more parts in the future. But thank you all so much for listening and tuning into my thoughts. My Instagram is li.zn.a. And my cosplay Instagram is linked in my bio. And my TikTok is also li.zn.a. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Be good to yourself. Drink lots of water. Eat. Get some sunlight and remember that you matter and you are so loved. And I will see you guys next time. This was Brain Splurge.